Yo, Jesus is coming back next week, right? I don't know when. It doesn't say that in the word. Whoa. <laughs> nah, nobody knows the day or the hour, but just a PSA. Mm. That's a great way to start a podcast. No, nah, the Lord doesn't tell me when He's coming back. Jesus <laughs> is coming back. Just in case you forgot, <laughs> you're gonna be martyred before that. That's between me and the Lord. Oh, oh, oh see, you say first it was everybody. Now it's between him and the Lord. We, we getting someplace. We getting someplace. As long as I'm not on that list no more, I'm glad he's not. Who's he's not, Oh, you're gonna die with me now. Oh, no, no, Mike knows yeah, the yeah, deal. Yeah. The Lord told me about your life. <laughs> I'm a prophet. If, if people, imagine you just you just walk into the job site and you say, oh, "Jesus is coming back." People think you're crazy. Of course. No, you're going to get fired. Because <laughs> I, I get it on the bus and the train all the time. Mm. Oh, but, but it's true, right? Yep. Jesus is coming back. He says it in his word, and his word is true. And that's I think that's a reality that we have to constantly remind ourselves. Because, you know, taking hold of that is there's a sanctifying process that comes with that. Yeah. Realizing that yo Jesus is coming back, and you know what's so dope, bro? Mm -hmm. I saw this meme on social media that said, "While the world is getting ready for its end, heaven is getting ready for a wedding." Mm. And I was like, "That's dope, yeah, that's dope." Yo, Jesus is getting ready to to take his bride, son. Yo, that to me, and it made me think. I'm like, yo, everybody's so focused on. Just the end of the world and all this, the, the wickedness that's rising. Yo, but heaven is is getting ready for a wedding. You know yeah. why? As Christians, I want to be looking forward to a wedding. You know, not the end of the world. Crazy, bro. Yeah. I, um, this is pastor. I always talk about this, uh, this newspaper article where this other pastor wrote in it. And he said that people who read the newspapers know what is happening. But people who read the Bible know why it's happening yeah i saw that one that's nice yeah yeah that's dope yeah yeah now nah, i'm i'm but i'm i'm i feel t opposite because it's like it was like um lot you know when he was inside of Gomorrah, they said he was vexed he was frustrated you know because the lord hates evil mm -hmm. you know so it's like you know when you see it it's not to be obsessed with it but you're supposed to have a you know, it's it's not supposed to be something that you um that you're comfortable with. You know what I mean? You're supposed to feel away because that's how God feels. Mm -hmm. You know, he 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 hates to see the world the way it is. That wasn't his plan, you know, but it's it's like I said, it's not something that you obsess your mind with. You have Christians who obsess their minds with, mm -hmm. you know, everything that's negative and I agree with you. Like, you know, as we see the world fading away, we our salvation is near. We look up. Sure. But there are moments where I'm looking around and I'm like like lot like, you know, you're frustrated, you know, because you, you understand this was not God's plan. Your heart breaks. And I think that's where God is at, too. It's like when you read the book of Revelation, when he's when he's laying out his wrath, he's not doing it from a place of, yeah, it's more like he's broken. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like he wants people to repent and come to him. So, mm -hmm. I mean, so it's, it's like it's a reminder. It's a reminder that the age of man has. uh there's a limit to it, right? Mm. It's not going to be the way this world is. That's just going to go on forever like, and ever. And We read earlier a few chapters ago where it said the sin of, of Canaan was not complete yet. Right. right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So there's a point where the sins of the world yeah, that, 
are going to be complete where the Lord is like, that's enough. That principle is still at play. But is it, I'm going to challenge that. Go ahead, bro. I'm used to you challenging me. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it that way or when the group, well, obviously we know that there's a set number from, for the church when that number is complete and when just the, the age of grace is over. Well, that, that's for the church, right? Well, that's for that's, the world. Well, for Great. the church, you have the rapture, right? Then you got the trib, and no, then I, God comes back. So I'm just saying, at some point, there's going to be a part in the world where there will be no more sin. The age of the of sin is going to be complete, you know. And then that's when we live with the Lord for forever. Right. So that's what I'm just saying. I'm not saying it in a way where. <clears throat> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm thinking about whether God is looking at the world in time and then the sins is accumulating Mm -hmm. because we're in a period of grace, right? right? Christ came and died for the sin of the whole world from the beginning of time to the end of time because he's eternal and he was able to carry that weight. So we're in this period of grace Mm -hmm. where everybody in the whole world you know, has the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and not experience, not have to pay for their sins themselves because right. Jesus Christ paid for it, right? And obviously, you accept the Lord, you're born again, your life changed, you know, you know, we know the whole process in that. So, yeah, like I'm comparing it to back in, you know, uh, Genesis 6, right? When it's kind of like you see this meter goes up and it's like, oh, okay, well, now here comes judgment. Now it's is is something different. It's like this time of grace. I don't, I don't, to me, I don't see it more as something coming up. I see it as something going down, where you know, like God knows the amount of sins that He was going to allow before He comes, destroys the world, and we takes over. Yeah, yeah. So I just see, I see it reverse. I don't see it as it accumulating and then it gets to a part where God is like, "Oh, that's enough." I see it as like with the grace part is like, "All right, your time is running out." You know what I mean? Like the amount of Sins that the Lord knew was going to happen from day one, um, but I think it—I don't think it has anything to do with more with the rapture and things like that. I just think there will come a time, you know, after the trib where the Lord allows Satan to come back out for those thousand years, and then He comes and destroys them. Like there's not going to be any more sin. So my question is: Is God right? Let's say God the Father, is He looking at sin? No. I don't, I see it more as, go ahead, Ralph. No, go ahead. No, I see it more as, like you said, this is a dispensation of grace where the church is being collected. The church is being formed. Like this, like, you know, when you go through it with Paul, Paul is like, nobody knew about this. This is, it was revealed with Paul that there was going to be this dispensation of grace that Mm. God was going to gather his church. So I look at it as, you know, God is just waiting for the completion of his church. Once his church is complete, then it's, you know, Cause, cause then, then dispensation is done. Because then, right, propitiation. God is satisfied mm-hmm. with sin because of what Jesus Christ did. Right. You know, and we're in the period of grace, but all authority and power was given to Jesus Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he's just going to come back and be like, all right, I'm here. Yeah. It's time for me to take over. Now I'm going to clean up shop. Yeah, I think I think it's a like the scripture says God mm. 
he's he's long suffering. You understand he, what I'm saying? He wants everybody to come to repentance. So it's not a sin thing. I think it's a soul thing. Like he's looking at souls. Like that's the reason that he's long suffering. He's long suffering because he want people to repent and come to him. So I don't think it's more of a sin accumulating. Yeah. I think it's been right. there. Because sin got. I'm de- not saying it's accumulating. Yeah. You're not understanding what I'm yeah. saying though. But like when when he talked about it earlier, that what was it? The the land of Canaan, right? Was it? Where he was like the the sins of that land are not complete yet. There was what? No, go ahead. There there was not. There was a number, a specific number that was already there. It wasn't that it was accumulating. It was that they were using him up. So I believe that was in the dispensation of grace. Then we're gonna get raptured. But that's not what I, I'm talking about to the to the very last sin that's ever committed on earth. It's already numbered. And no, but I, I'm 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 asking, wasn't that taken care of through Jesus Christ? For for all of the Christians, yes, but not no, for the people. For everybody. No, if if it was for everybody, then everybody would make it to heaven. No, it's for everybody, but obviously not everybody is gonna take advantage but of it. But that's what so those people that are sinning. They didn't take advantage of it, right? So that that's that's still a sin that's going to lead them to eternal yes, hellfire. I agree with you. I'm I'm coming from God's perspective. No, yeah, I, I okay. What's I understand Marcus, what you're saying. Yeah. What you're saying is yeah. correct, right. but you're you're looking at it from the individual perspective. Yeah, right? what, you're going to pay for your sins because you didn't accept Jesus' payment. But I'm talking about God's satisfaction right. and sin being handled. Satan is from his perspective, it's everything finished. is finished. It's finished. That's what right. I'm saying. But it was yeah. finished prior to that comment of, you know, the sins of Canaan were not. Mm, no, well, no, well, no, no, not in time. Not in time. It says yeah. before the the beginning of time, it was, the, it was the lamb was slaughtered. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, decided that this is what's going to happen. Yeah, but, but obviously it didn't happen to, yeah, it didn't in happen. time. You know, the it, physical it, part you said didn't happen, right? It's, it had right? to be physical. All right, but did it, doesn't the word say that it already happened since the beginning of, of time? Right. So well, I don't decision. understand the difference. Yeah, that's yeah. It was. Yeah. Okay. Well, go ahead, bro. No, no. What, no, uh-huh. what Marcus is trying to say, like, um, in terms of like how we look at through the Old Testament lens, is that yeah, he was judging morality right. because these sins were accumulating right. Right. because they haven't been paid for. Right. So now, can we judge like his second coming based on morality? seeing that it's getting uh, exceedingly more sinful when morality has already been dealt with at the cross at Calvary. Mm-hmm. So we can't like, because, you know, you always hear Christians say, oh, you know, time is being judged. Um, God judges uh, based on morality. So as he, being, you know, gets more and more evil, then God says, okay, this is it. You've reached a final point. Now I'm coming back. But it's like, so he's saying, so Marcus is bringing out the point that, yo, we, he, we can't really say it's being judged on morality because morality has been dealt with. That sin nature I mean, the sinfulness has been dealt with at the cross. So now, as God's basing it on the, the that dispensation of grace of the church. And I'm not saying that God is basing it on okay. morality. All I'm okay. saying is okay. there's a certain amount of sins since the beginning of the time that God knew would happen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm just saying at that very last sin like that he knows, then that's going to be the end of, of everything when he comes back and takes over. Like, I don't know, like... I guess I'm I'm confused now because you guys are confusing me. <laughs> but I I didn't mean it yeah. like he was judging it on okay. like he was his second coming was dependent on a certain so amount of sins. I'm not okay. saying that. Gotcha. What I'm saying is right. that okay, okay. since gotcha, foundation, gotcha. God gotcha. knew 
you there was you this clean, amount of sins you that were going to happen. Gotcha. You cleaned it up. Until, yeah. uh, and then at that sin, whichever one, the same way that Mike was saying with the church, on, when that last Christian gets saved, then God's coming for his people, right? Is mm-hmm. that, and all I'm saying is that mm. he knew how many sins would be committed before his second coming, before he takes over. And even there, there's going to be sin in the, in the thousand year reign, right? So. Mm-hmm. I'm talking yeah. after that thousand year reign with judgment comes like and that's what I'm talking about like mm. there's a certain amount of sins that he already knew would be committed mm. you know so I just think that's why I wasn't saying mm. it was going up right, gotcha. I was saying it was coming down because it was like all right okay. th- the time uh, is, okay, is coming to the point where there will be no more sin mm-hmm. okay I see what you're saying you know that's saying. why I was yeah. sort of comparing it with with that statement okay. in the Old mm-hmm. Testament where he was like the sins have not been completed yet Mm. Meaning there there are a certain amount of sins that are going to be completed before the Lord comes. Mm. That's what I was saying. Okay, I get it. I interesting. Get it. You cleaned it up. Very interesting point of views, guys. No, I, but I, I agree. <laughs> you, you almost, you you almost got tangled up in the web. I mean, you guys are the ones that put the web out there. <laughs> I was good before y'all started messing with me. <laughs> Yo, man, we in Genesis 32, right? That's where we at, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. So yeah, man, let's 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 go. Let's let's jump into it. And uh so last week we spoke about Jacob leaving. Almost, yeah, he almost got two in him. He almost got his head taken off. All right. hostility between Jacob's camp, Laban's camp, you know. Jacob got his family together. It was like, yo, we gotta be out. Um he waited for the right opportunity when when Laban was away shearing sheep which obviously was a process that that kept him and his sons and you know his his crew occupied for multiple days and you know after three days Laban heard that this guy just left without saying anything so you know he rounded up the troops went after him right the whole situation was hostile but the Lord intervened right and um, the whole process, again, Jacob is on the run, being a fugitive. The whole process is working in the life of Jacob, you know, progressively changing him, sanctifying him. And, um, you know, we, we saw, we, we discussed the character of Laban, how he switched up his words, how he's making believe he's somebody he's not with the things he was saying about his daughters, even though they said different, right? And nobody over there supported Laban. Or sided with him in any way, right? We also spoke about Jacob's frustration and you know the things that he went through, which was a lot. So I, now I think just I think you guys were a little bit too tough on him though. On who? On Jacob. Right. Ralph was like, you know, he fled like a thief, like you know <laughs> what I mean, like. That's what the scripture says. He didn't. Ralph didn't say that. No, no. The scriptures don't say he ran because. You he know, says he stole. That's what he stole away. But yeah, stole away. the way I look at it too it was says, remember verse twenty says that Jacob tricked Laban the Armenian by not telling him that he intended to flee. Mm-hmm. That's he what tricked him. Yeah, what what, what version are you reading? Just this is ESV. Nah, come on, bro. New King James. So what does New King James say? <laughs> it doesn't say that. It doesn't say he <laughs> look it up. Him. He don't know what it says. But I re- remember. I spent the whole episode reading. I know. So <laughs> read verse twenty. Where are we at? It says and Jacob stole away. <laughs> what does stole away mean? Exactly. It doesn't mean it he tricked, tricked him. him. It yeah. means he tricked him. All right. Like he's sneaky. Yeah, he, he did I, it he, I think he left without telling him. Right. And that's, yeah, that's why I'm saying he did it sneakily. But the one thing that you guys don't give him credit for is his mom, Becky, 
said Whoa. 20 years ago. I have some respect for them. No, Becky with the good hair? <laughs> Becky with the good hair told him, listen, I'm going to come for you when your brother is no longer angry. He spent 20 years out there and never heard back from his mom. So at, to, all he knew was that his brother still wanted to kill him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for you guys to say he left because he was a sucker, blah, he, the Lord told him, leave and go back to your, your but the, why did the he land leave? of your family. But why did he leave his first house at the beginning? Because he was scared of his brother. Why was he scared of his brother? Because he stole some things from yeah. him. <laughs> he stole some things from his brother. He didn't steal nothing he from, stole, from Laban. He, we know that. He no, didn't, he, he didn't. Laban thought he did. Listen, he didn't steal nothing, but the way he left was sneaky. But what I get that. But what you're saying, I'm just saying he left going to, he was just being obedient to God. And he still left knowing I, that I, his brother was could have still wanted to kill him. I just I just see that he could the way he left he understood that God told him to leave. God said that he would always protect them and always provide for him. And he so, was obedient. Who, right. right. Okay, who could we compare that to? Two previous examples of that. Of what? Of what? Leaving cuz God said so. Abraham? Abraham who was the second person? Becky with the good hair. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Leave your home, right? Yeah. And go go back to your even though but Jacob did God go, tell that to, to Rebecca? She, it, well, I don't know if God specifically showed up and told him. No, and it, told her. Meaning uh, act, acts of faith, acts of faith. Right. right? Abraham took the step of step of faith okay. and left. Yeah. Rebecca did the same thing when the servant came, laid okay. it all out, mm-hmm. and there was a conflict between her families telling her to stay. Right. The servants is like, no, come through. And then after a while, the family was like, all right, you decide. I think she stepped she, out of faith, hundred percent. I don't right. think these guys stepped out in faith. I think they were just being Jacob? obedient. Yeah, Jacob. Nah, nah that was a step of faith. But, but, but no, because God faith told is, you. Yeah, but, but faith, he was scared. Right? But the way, involved, he did it, the way he did it was wrong. But it was no, no. A step but of faith. Ange, it involves faith. Right, involves I guess faith. it. But Obedient. doing something where you're not a hundred percent sure that God told you, I think that's no, no, more no. Faith. He was where here. God was like, go. The reason he went so was because God told him to me. Yeah, the reason he went was because God told him. But that involves faith. Like you have to have faith in this God. I get, I get that. To be obedient, I understand that part. I just think he he was more to me was being more obedient, and obviously there's faith in that. But I just think I don't want to overlook the fact that he knew he was going into a, a land where he could have been killed by his brother. Right. Yeah, right. You know. So just give him that much credit. No, he we left. Do. We do. I mean, he left this dude. I, we do sneakily in the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah, we do. But um, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it definitely took a bunch of faith because, like you said, he was going back to a hostile situation. Exactly. Yeah. He, he didn't know that. Yeah. Right. And to even think for twenty years. Yeah. That his mother so never let me sent ask, nobody let me ask you a question. to tell him, yo, your brother's good now? Would Jacob have left if God didn't tell him to leave? I don't think so. No. No, no, no I, th- I think he, he, was, he, he was he worried about, there. what's his name? No, Laban. you know what? Maybe he would have left, but he wouldn't went back home. Yeah, because he was- he, Because he was the writing on the wall was here. The writing on the wall was like, though, you got to- He was like, like, I think he understood that it was getting thick. He probably would have tricked and did some conniving move and yeah. left, but I don't think he would have went back- to the place Good. of his father's okay. land, you know what I mean? Um, because of Esau. And I think, Ralph, you, you kind of mentioned it, right? He had the desire, and then he got the word of God, and the environment, circumstances, the yep. circumstances switched up, mm-hmm. and then he got confirmation. Yeah. 
from mm. his wives. From his wives, yeah. That's a great they, point. Because they aligned themselves with him. So that's was kind of like confirmation where they was like, all right, we believe you're God. Right. That's confirmation. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to make a decision. Right. right. To process a decision and a move based on the word of God. Right. Mm. Just you, you see those four points, right? That desire came. Do you think his his wives believed his God or his wives was just like, though, we ain't got nothing here? Because that's what they said. Yeah, it's both. I think it was nah, more I don't, so. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I think I don't. it was more so they didn't feel respected by their dad. Yeah, they like ha- you they had no yeah. inheritance there. He was like, so what? What's well, we keeping got, us yeah, here? Well, Nothing was here. keeping it. Because remember, she done stole the gods yeah. because she probably wanted to worship. I mean, I think it was both in that it was progressive. Mm. Meaning, listen, you, this is your husband. You're yeah. dealing with him. You're hearing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know about your god. I, and I saw what your God did, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. with the the, the flock. So it's it's starting, right? That and she did cry out to the up. Lord, right, Rebecca? She cried out to the Lord when for you had the whole baby situation. Leah, Leah cried out, mm. right? It was Leah. No, no, no. no, no. Now both, Leah, both. Had, Leah got no, no, knocked no, no, up yeah, with Rebecca, the quickness. Rebecca, she had like Rebecca, eighteen Rebecca, kids with real like, quick. Rebecca, yeah. So Rebecca. they they were building that relationship. I agree. Yeah, so they had somewhat of a relationship, but it was both. Like they had some resentment and wanted to retaliate towards their dad, but. All right, so let, let's go. Um, let's read. Let's read one and two. So Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, "This is God's camp," and he called the name of that place Mahanaim. What do you guys? What do you guys think about that? I love how the Lord follows through on the, His promise to be with him and to show him proof that I'm with you, like. These angels are going to be traveling with you and protecting you. Mm. Yeah, so it's showing like, because um, I think it means something like a, a second camp, and he was like the host of God, the angels. So they were like, because um, they know um, the situation that he's about to go into, and Jacob fully aware that he's about to meet his brother. Yeah. You know, so I think God's already bringing him to see, oh, listen, you can have faith. You can trust me. I'm going to encamp you, you know, with my host. So don't be afraid. So this is what I'm beginning to pick up over here with that. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? No, I mean, he gave the credit to God. I I see that, you know, like God met up with him and he, you know, he saw it and he, um, I mean, that was confirmation. Yes. I I just think it's beautiful how, how God just follows through, man. Like if he says something, he's going to follow through and, this is his help. You know, he sent the angels. And the fact that he allowed Jacob to see into the spiritual realm again, you know, that's something that, that was pretty awesome. Do you, do you think he recognized, right? He had to think back about the Jacob's ladder thing, seeing mm-hmm. the angels, right? Mm-hmm. So there was probably something that he saw because he recognized mm-hmm. that these, well, the this is God's ladder. camp, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if what he saw kind of brought him back to, you know, was it Bethel? But where he right. got the vision mm-hmm. right? and understanding that. Mm-hmm. The weird thing is the language depicted hostility. What do you mean? Like the camp that he saw, it was almost like a hostile interaction. Like when I, when I read it, it seems like the camp of God is going before you. But something weird, and we don't have to go into it, but something about the word is hostile his camp is bumping into this camp because he it's like he he 
runs into this camp, but the language that it uses, hostile the same way Laban's camp met up with his camp, which which I kind of found to be weird. But we're seeing Jacob on his journey having to deal with hostile situations. Mm-hmm. But when he says this is God's camp, I see him as talking about himself, like the people that he's with, that camp. God to- basically told him, I'm with you. So now he's like, all right, this is God's camp. Me and my family, my sheep, all, all the animals. That's what I see when it says this is God's camp. Nah, the thing is when you read what he calls it, the um the word Mahaniam, mm-hmm. it means two camps. Two camps. Two camps, yeah. But you, you don't you but don't think I he's think, referring but, to the angels that he saw? I think the angels are part of the camp. No. No. I no, think because the angels are with him. The angels are gonna be with him. No, I, I I don't know if that's what he thinks, but when he sees it, he says he calls the place Mahaniam and it's like there's two camps. There's my camp and then there's God's okay. camp. Mm-hmm. So that's what Marcus is trying to say. I like Marcus is trying to say the what what he named it. He didn't name it one camp because if you thought those angels were part of, it's just like I give you a perfect example. Joshua when he saw the angel of the Lord and he was like, "Who are you for?" He was like, "Are you for us or are you for them?" He didn't. He couldn't recognize who the angel was for, and the angel was like, "Nah, dog, I'm part of the Lord of Hosts." So it was, it's like, I understand what you're saying. You're thinking that that's God saying that I'm down with you. But the way Jacob perceived it, it was like, nah, that's that camp over there. Whatever it is, that's the angels, the God's camp. And that's my but camp the, over here. But I, the reason I think that too is because he says, this is God's camp. Right. He doesn't the, say that is God's camp. He wasn't, he, he was referring to himself. And in, in when he says this, no. You know what I'm saying? Like when he says, "This is God's no, camp." No, it says when he says when Jacob saw them, he said, "This is God's camp, the exactly. camp that he was looking at, not his camp." All right. No, because and I mean, that's what not... and that's and that's why it's important when you see what he names it. He names it I... two camp. Just okay. listen. No, I get that. Part. He names it two. That's what I'm saying. So if it was, if it was like, okay, this is my camp, and I see another camp, and God is letting me know that that camp is part of my camp, why say, why name it a place of two camps? You understand what I'm saying? It's like yeah. there was a separation. Like, nah, this was God's camp, and this is so. That's why I understand what Marcus is saying. The language, the way it's seem, it's like there's a you know, it's like a meeting up. You know, it's like a, a meeting up. So, so now we're we're looking at a situation where Jacob has to confront his past. Yeah, he, he's going back into the land, and he 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 now has to deal with the things that he did before. Or, and now he has to deal with his brother, right. right? So that's the situation we're looking at. And this was a man that he was able to prevail with man, right, using his strength. Uh-huh. Right? And we spoke about that. So let's keep that in mind as we just read on. So let's go um, from three to 12. Then Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Speak thus to my lord Esau. Thus your servant Jacob says, I have dwelt with Laban and stayed there until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, and male and female servants, and I have sent to tell my lord that I may find favor in your sight. Then the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and he also is coming to meet you. And four hundred men are with him. 
So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that were with him, and the flocks and herds and camels into two companies. And he said, If Esau comes to the one company and attacks it, then the other company which is left will escape. Then Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, Return to your country and to your family, and I will deal well with you. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and attack me and the mother with the children. For you said, I will surely treat you well and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. So how 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 is Jacob perceiving Esau? Like he was twenty years ago, right? He's still the angry brother. Angry brother. He's afraid, thinking that he's gonna come back for revenge. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he hasn't seen him in twenty years. He don't know what the situation is. So it's like his adversary. Right. right. That's how he's perceiving. So. And how'd... he says he got four hundred men with him. Right. So that don't sound like he wants to come and be friends. <laughs> so right. so how does uh how does Jacob try to control the situation? Um, go ahead, Mike. I got it. No, no, I was just gonna say that he um he separated the companies in half. Even uh, before to, that. Before that. Because he Oh, you mean just sending like gifts sent, and things right. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So now he's trying to he's he sent messengers to go gather info. Right. To go find out what's going on. So now uh Esau is controlling the land of Seir. And I forgot I, I should have wrote down the scripture. But now this guy has a territory mm-hmm. where Esau is like, he, he's big time. Yeah. Like he's a ruler of a territory because Seir was dominated by another group before. Mm-hmm. And this guy just came in and took over mm-hmm. that area. Mm-hmm. So this guy has to go through there to go back to the land. Mm-hmm. So he sent messengers um, to get information. Did he send, did he send them with anything? Here, I don't, I don't no. think so. So you didn't send him with so anything. So that's coming yet. up. Nah, he, he just sent them with a message yeah. that you know yeah. I got stuff. Right, and, and then he heard like, that it was four hundred. <laughs> right, he sent <laughs> a reconnaissance group. So now, <laughs> so now they were like, yeah, uh, yeah, we saw him. Um, yeah, four guys, four hundred guys 400 got dispatched, dudes. and they're they're coming <laughs> this way. Yeah, he coming to see you, bro. And it's the, and the crazy <laughs> thing about it. The way he says it, he says, "My Lord Esau to your servant Jacob." Yeah. When Humble. is the when, you got to understand the promise is the older supposed to serve the younger. Mm-hmm. You know the promise. The mm-hmm. promise is that, no, Esau is the servant. You're the Lord. Right. But because of fear. Fear. Emotions. Because of distress. Dog, that's all out the window. And when I read, I'm like, that's the first thing. You was like, yo, dog, you the, you the, you the elder. Right. You, the, you, the, you know what I mean? Like, yo, you the Lord. I'm the servant. And I just see how God, you understood the promises of God. You understood mm-hmm. what it was always supposed to be, and yeah. but out of fear. But I get it, cause you're you a shyster. You, you don't think it was out of humility? <laughs> now nah, it was out of humility, definitely. Him but calling him Lord and yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, there was no. No, no, no. Nah, no, I do. Right there, listen, I do believe there was humility because we know Jacob is changing. Uh-huh. But I, again, you know the promise, right? So I still feel like it's a uh, your dog. I'm scared. I, I know I wronged you. I don't want no problems. So humility, of course, yeah, he's humbled because of the situation. But 
Go ahead, Ange. Go ahead. I was just going to say in seven, it says, so Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. Okay. After that was you after. Know, so Jacob that was after he found out. After he found out he had four hundred men. No, he was he was that made so, him more scared. <laughs> <laughs> that right, made right. That made right. him scared to the point where he's I'm in dire straits right now. It's over for me. I'm dead. Because <laughs> he done. was for twenty years. This has been riding his conscience, yeah, right. his, yeah. guilt, his guilt, his fear yes. has Oof. been dealing with him. Mm-hmm. So I agree. There's humility in it. There's, you know, just wisdom, a soft answer turneth away wrath. Right. right. And also, I also see that he understood that me giving up part of this promise isn't going to take away from what God is going to do. And Abraham did the same thing with Lot. And he's going to do the same thing also. Okay. Right? So it's kind of like he understood that, but like as he's growing in his relationship with God, it's like, yo, you're not going to take anything away from the promise of God. So I could say that and I could speak this way. Just like Abraham was like, Lot, take whatever land you want. Mm -hmm. You know what? That's not going to take away from the promises of God. So you're dealing with fear. He's able to use wisdom. But there's humility. I there's, definitely yeah, of course. humility. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a different man. To them 20 years. Right. So you think this is part of like a confession type of thing? Knowing that, yo, um, uh, I stole yeah. your oh, birthright of being. On. The whole yeah. thing, though. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. That's what he's totally. dealing with going back. Right. <laughs> I got to confront that. But he's still trying to control the situation. Yeah. And like like a point you made earlier, which is um, a good thing, is that um, we may try to forget our sins. But the yeah. sins never forget us. Yeah. You know, you, the consequences will Consequence, always right. will always remain. You could change location. You could change, you know, number of people. No matter what you do, you can't escape the consequences of your sins. Right. And the consequences is different from the guilt. Yeah. Right. As a Christian, we shouldn't be carrying the guilt of whatever we did in the past because we understand that Jesus Christ dealt with that right clean right. our conscience and right. we are forgiven we are washed clean we are we, we we're supposed to understand that right so now this guy's trying to um obviously he come up with a plan right he says uh yo riches we're talking about what 580 animals he sends yeah right so he said yo that's a lot he sent as a gift a lot of animals and obviously, a gift what? Destroys the heart. He's pacifying him now. Right. Right. He's doing everything that he can to, <laughs> out of fear, right? Because, mm-hmm. and the guilt to deal with this situation. You know what? Go tell him that I'm coming and I went through all this stuff. You know, send all of this gifts to him, hopefully to pacify him. Because his perception of Esau is that of an adversarial position. And you know, one of the things that, that's bothered me is like, number one, we saw that in terms of like, he saw the angels of God met him. So that was supposed to be, I don't know, I don't fully understand what you're saying in terms of like, in conflict with him, mm-hmm. but God was giving him like, yeah, listen, I'm with you okay. and I will protect you. All right. Um, and then the, the next aspect, I think, is that that's one of the reasons... Um, God allowed Laban to catch up with him and for him to deal with it. Because right. like, yo, l- let me tell you, you're running. You're yep. a runner, Jacob. That's it. I'm allowing you to deal with Laban. This is 
dealing with con- this is conflict resolution 101 mm. because you got another conflict you're gonna have to deal with he was building him up, building so, him up for so that. he's building him up so he was supposed to learn this lesson yeah that's why ba- like i could be wrong right but based on the word when he met up with this camp that he saw mm. the language uses a hostile word mm-hmm. was just because of that like you're gonna go through all these hostile situations, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna continue to okay. bring you through it. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like imagine you roll up, you hit the corner, and you just see a crew, uh, angels, but you don't know, right? Ooh, At first, are. you don't know, yo, and it looks hostile, but then you go through it, right. unfazed, understanding that the Lord is with you. The Lord mm-hmm. is with you, and the Lord is just building him up. Yeah. For right. this specific situation that he's gonna have to deal with, which is his brother. And you know, and that's a great application in terms of like, um, for people not to be afraid of the the of God's hand in disciplining us, you know, mm-hmm. because the hand the hand of God disciplining us is transforming us to build our character to look more like His, so we could triumphantly get over these situations. Like whenever you think about the the potter and the clay, and you see the potter the the clay being formed, and there's pressure being applied to that to that clay, you don't know what is being formed. But there's pressure that's being applied until he turns to this beautiful vase or whatever you know the potter is going to make of it. And that's the same way God deals with us. He applies this pressure in order to form our character, in order to strengthen us and to build our faith in him. Yeah, I mean, God, it says God is a consuming fire, B. Right. And that's when you're always, in, when you're in the presence of God, that's what you feel. Right. You know, it's, it's, God is the only one that's holy. You know, so when you're in his presence, dog, you feel like a dirt bag. You feel unholy. I mean, that's the first right. reaction. And then, right. at, like you said, as he refines you, you become more mm-hmm. like him. Mm. So verses 9 through 12, we're, we're, we're getting the first recorded prayer of Jacob. And it's the longest prayer in Genesis. Mm. Mm. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah, you, should, you should go on Jeopardy. <laughs> what is Jacob? <laughs> What is the longest Who's, prayer who in says uh, Genesis? The longest, what is Jacob? <laughs> so now, what does he base this prayer on? The gods of his fathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like the god of. He says the god of my father Abraham and the god of my father Isaac. Oh Lord, who said to me? So you said also yeah. the promises of God. The promises yeah. of God. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Listen, you said this because he's a deal guy. <laughs> Jacob no, no, is, no, no, no. Jacob is Mr. Let's Make a Deal. Now, nah, I think that's the way we got to pray. We got to pray based on the word. No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree. Listen, I agree with that. No, but that's what he's doing. So we're yeah. seeing the we're seeing him developing this relationship with with God. Prayer life. His prayer life. Yeah, he's definitely growing. So now we're seeing the shift of his strength from his physical body from his his skills, from the things that he know, to this prayer life. Because now we're getting the longest prayer recorded in Genesis. Not even Abraham. We got a recording, right? What's recorded, I'm talking about, of a prayer this long. Mm -hmm. And what's important, too, is that that the prayer wasn't even the first thing he did. (laughs) Just to get it straight, the first thing he did was he was like, let me use my my own things to figure this out. And then I'm going to go see God. Instead of, you know, we hear so many, especially with David and just, I love when when, when the word says, and he inquired of the Lord. I just love that. You know what I mean? When that's the first thing that, that we do, 
I mean, bro, victory. You know, that, right. that's what is waiting for us. So yeah, it's it's a struggle, man. David is being sanct. I mean, uh, uh Jacob Jake, is being yeah. uh, sanctified, and he's it's a struggle. Like that's and that's what I'm seeing with his life. It's a struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a back and forth, and, back and forth. Like it's this old nature of being witty, being you know, a uh, a uh, uh, mover and a shaker, too. Yeah, you know, because like even the word that's used, real quick, it says even verse seven when it says then Jacob was distressed. Like the same, the same phrase is used with Israel going in, like into the land of 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 Canaan, you know, leaving Egypt, and it's like it's like a, a from a place of faithlessness, you mm-hmm. know, not having faith in God. Like when it's used in, in other places in the Old Testament, so he was at a place where, you know, yeah, you know, he know of this God, but having lapse of faith, like it's a struggle. Well, struggle. you think this was a lapse of faith? Yeah. Like the same, the same way it's used in verse seven, like where it says Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. It it's used in the Old Testament, I think, in Deuteronomy, the same place with Israel, and it's used in Kings. It always has to do with not having faith in God, like being faithless in a but sense. I don't, I don't see the reason I don't see that is because you know even in his prayer, he's tying up the obedience in God with the blessing. No, at that point, but before that he was distressed and 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 thing. So I'm saying the f- you got to understand his first reaction was to scheme up this plan. That's the natural thing, but then you know, you get to this part in um verse 9 where he prays. So again, it's it's a struggle. It's like with us. You know, it's with our faith, dog. It's a struggle. It's not. Right. It's not just quick to just get up and boom. Okay, it's so a, you, so you see the messengers and the gifts as lapse of faith, right? I see it as him relying like on himself, like dog. Right. You scared? Because that's what it says. It says he was distressed and afraid. Okay. And I'm thinking about God telling him, "The dog, I'm always gonna protect you." So I think he remembered that. I think he did this. He went out. He sent the gifts. That was him. That's his right. flesh. That's He's his like flesh. a dog. I'm going to send the gifts. Esau is a carnal man. I know my brother. Mm-hmm. He's a man of the flesh. He mm-hmm. likes things. Yo, you know what? I'm going to send out gifts. Let's see. What they you ca- think, Ange? They came, no, let me just finish. He, yeah, they came back. Finished. They came back. They was like, yo, dog, you got 400 people. He's like, yo, dog. I got But me. the thing is, he didn't peep that. I don't, huh? He didn't peep that. No, I'm saying the, the message that he got back was, yo, Esau is over there. He has 400 men. But right? what, I'm, what I'm saying is he was wrong. What are you talking about? His perception was skewed. No, I know that. I'm, I'm yeah. not saying that. Because but I'm the sa- messengers came back. You're right. I'm, I'm not saying that. But all I'm saying is what he's, right, where he's at. He's afraid. Right. right. And then you yeah, get yeah. to the point where now he says this prayer, you're seeing the progression. Right, right, right. And that's what I'm saying. We but get, before yeah. that, dog, that was your flesh. Yeah. That what you uh, did, what you did. I don't, I don't see, I see the lapse in faith happens after he got the report that there were 400 dudes. Before that, him sending a messenger to a brother that he hadn't talked to in 20 years, I don't see that as as him being in his flesh. I just see it as a, the appropriate thing to do to try and reconcile a relationship. You know what I mean? If I, if I had beef with one of you guys and, and it's been 10 years, I'm just going to knock on your door. I'm going to hit you up with a phone call be like, yo, yo, I'd love to meet up. Let's talk. So I don't see that part as a lapse in faith. I just see him saying, hey, I haven't talked to my brother who hated me in 20 years. Let me send out a message to tell him I'm coming home. And then when he gets the the you know the the report that there's 400 dudes and he starts trying to do things, I see that as him dealing with the flesh. And then he comes to God with which the gift with the gifts. The no the gifts later on I think is still I think that's more him 
trying to do it on his own. But I'm no, just saying yeah, the initial the, part the, where the he gifts, just sends like the messengers. Gift, yeah, yeah. I agree with uh, the messengers. I, I think that's kind of protocolish. Yeah, I think it was a, appropriate. Yeah, I know. I, I said the messengers. The, I'm talking about the gifts. The telling, gifts. Yeah, telling yeah. Esau that I got gifts. Yeah, he's trying to control the situation. Right, right. Uh, and after, yeah, yeah. after the gifts, that's when the prayer comes. Right. right? And again. Nah, the prayer comes. Yeah, after, yeah, the, after gifts, the gifts. Nine, verse nine. Okay. And verse 10, something very important. He says, I am not worthy. Of, I am not worthy. Mm-hmm. That's that's a transformational that's statement right there. I love right that. there because he's yeah. recognizing his position. He's recognizing the su- superiority of God, right. and that is a humbling right. statement yeah, to make. He's, he's, he's so we're seeing that transformation in real time. You know, like th- that. This prayer, what it kind of reminds me when people say lapse of faith or things like we all get weak, you know, and like because we are going from faith to faith, right, right. and from grace to grace. Um, it's that typical prayer of thy father where his son was possessed by the demon and then he says, Lord, help my unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief. Right. That's what I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? So this is the same thing that we're seeing here is Mm -hmm. that struggle, that battle between the flesh and the spirit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this prayer is, is totally based on the word of God, totally based on his promises. And that's what we should stand on. You know, when we pray always, God, you said this. God, you promised this, and your word is true. Stand on his word, because that's the only thing that's true. Like, you have kids, right? When your kid tells you, hey, dad, you told me this. You said I could do this. Right. You, I'm assuming mm. it hits you like, damn. You're right. I did You're say right. that. I said that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. our father would love nothing more for us to come to him with his promises. You know what I mean? So he could follow through on it. And I, mean, I think it's beautiful when we do that. Yeah, I mean, Abraham did it. Moses did it, you know, basing it on the character of God, who God is. That's why Abraham was like, I know you're not going to destroy the righteous with the wicked, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, and I think God wants that because it, it makes you understand who God is. Yeah. Like you it makes you have faith in, you got to understand God is, he's so on his character. He's like, your dog, I'm not a liar. Mm. I'm faithful. I'm these things. So when I think when we pray like that, God is like, you get it. Right. You really believe I'm not a liar. You really mm, believe right. I'm I am who I am. You know, because even when you go back to the uh the last chapter, I forgot where it's at, but um, when he says to Jacob in verse three, it says, "Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your kindred, and I will be with you.' That I will be with you. When you look at the language, it's I am. It's the same thing that he said to Moses." So it was like really based on his name, you know, like the way he went to the way he told Jacob, like, I'm going to be with you, dog, you know who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my name. This is who I am. So it's like it uses the same phrase. Mm -hmm. So, again, I think Jacob understood that, like, yo, B, this God is who he says he is. And I could bank on that. So, you know, this prayer, you know, it's just a beautiful picture of that relationship developing. Right. The deeper Mm -hmm. you get with god is is the deeper your prayer is going to be and you know just just that closeness you you're going to feel god close and he had to develop that before he could fix the relationship with his brother mm. right and you you're thinking about you know the the horizontal issues that we have in order for us to rectify a lot of those properly we need to rectify we need to nurture that vertical Mm -hmm. right so as as our relationship with um god as our prayer life grows as our um fellowship with god grows 
then it's easier for you to humble yourself. It's easier for you to be a servant, right? It's easier for you to share your gifts, right? I'm, I'm looking at all these things that uh, Jacob is doing, and he's gonna have he's reaching a point where he's gonna have to deal with something, but. For years, he was unable to deal with it because his relationship with God wasn't where it had to be mm -hmm. for that to get rectified. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we've seen that. So let's go uh, 13 to 21. So he lodged there that same night and took what came to his hand as a present for Esau, his brother. 200 female goats and 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milk camels with their colts, 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 foals. Then he delivered them to the hand of his servants, every drove by itself and said to his servants, pass over before me and put some distance between successive droves. And he commanded the first one saying, when Esau, my brother meets you and asks you saying, to who do you belong and where are you going? Whose are these in front of you? Then you shall say, they are your servant Jacob's. It is a present sent to my lord Esau, and behold, he also is behind us. So he commanded the second, the third, and all who followed the drove, saying, In this manner you shall speak to Esau when you find him, and also say, Behold, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me, and afterward I will see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present went on over before him, but he himself lodged that night in the camp. So we got it wrong. So this is the part where the gifts come out yeah. after the prayer. Mm. The first part, he just split the camps in two. Yep, and he's yep. thinking, mm. all right, uh, like this military um, plan. Of escape. If he attacks one, then the, <laughs> the, other, other, the other one would, will have time well, to escape. we got it wrong how? We were saying the gifts came in before first. the prayer. prayer. Yeah. No, it didn't. It did. No. In verse 3, it says, it says, And Jacob sent messages before him to Esau, his brother, and you shall say to my lord Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks. Yeah, that was just a message. That was just to tell him, I don't need your stuff. I got mine. Yeah, that was just a message saying, listen, I have all these gifts for you. But over here, he oh, sends oh, the oh, gifts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. even think that means I'm going to give you these. Why you think? Why you don't think that? Because it doesn't say I'm going to give you. It just said yeah. He, yeah. He, when, his brother Esau, the last time he saw Jacob, he was a thief. Now he hears Jacob is coming back. He's like, all right, this dude's coming back to steal more stuff. So Jacob's like, let me tell my brother, yeah. I'm good. You know why I'm I laughing? Got all this, because I agree with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I won't yeah. fight you. I'm just saying. No, no, no. That makes sense. No, it feels like, yo, yeah. my yeah, brother yeah. thinks I'm a thief. Right, so you, let me tell we'll my laugh. brother. Yeah, we'll collab. We that. good. Yeah. All right. So, so when he get the message of the 400, you know, he, he we get the prayer, and then you know he starts sending out, um, he starts sending out the gifts. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So yeah. it, it kind of breaks it down, where he he have different different uh, groups going ahead, and he give them a specific message to say. Um, so uh, again, it's it's to appease appease him. Hopefully, if he's angry, he won't be angry with these gifts. Um, so that that was his strategy. 
Right? Yeah, and what's interesting is he doesn't say maybe God will appease him. He says I will appease him with mm-hmm. these gifts. You know? yeah, so this is him using his own strength. Yeah, that's, right. that's him going through it. Uh, all right. So where we at? Wrestling verse twenty two. So let's go. Uh, let's go twenty two to. Um, yeah, to the end. All right, Four. straight through. I'm thinking we should stop someplace. Yeah, we should stop. Stop at stop at um stop at twenty nine. All right, and he arose that night and took his two wives his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaks." But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the wives and the children were the last group. All right. I guess you you see the ones he loved was closest to him. I'm pretty sure Rachel and uh, Joseph was like the last closest to him. But he sends them over the the brook, right? Mm -hmm. And now he's by himself. He's alone. And it's nighttime. And it's uh, WrestleMania, dog. This is this is WrestleMania and SummerSlam and <laughs> This is King of the Ring. This is yo dog. This is the main event, dog. Mm-hmm. This is a main event in his life. You know, this right. is his Goliath. You know, this is the point where he's your dog. He's coming. He's coming face to face with God, man. Mm. So I, I could just and you talking about this is all night. You'll be, I can't, oh, could you imagine, you'll be, you fight with somebody right now. You get into a fight right now. Three, four minutes. minutes is a lot. So what does that show you about Jacob? <laughs> Yo, Jacob was resilient. He had a lot of strength. He had a lot of strength. And also, dog, he was, um, like he was, he was a faithful dude, dog. He was like, stubborn. Yeah, he was stubborn. But I think at this point in his life, like, you know, meeting up with God, all the meetups he had with God. Like, this was a point, because you see the reasoning why he's going back and forth with God. You know, I, a lot of people, you know, when I first used to read it, I used to always think that it, it's a representation of his life, that he always wrestled with God. I get it. But this moment, you know, he was going at it with God, and I think it was because he wanted to get blessed. I think so? Man. I don't think so. I think I think it's because, like, you know, because of his um his will, his will was so hard and God was like, the only way God could use a man is if your will is broken. Mm. No, I, so, I agree. Yeah. No, but I I think that's the I think that's what we get out of it. Uh-huh. But I think what was happening with Jacob, I think it was really something like I think he wanted to get blessed by God. I think so. The man initiated yeah. it. Jacob yeah, didn't God, initiate it. God initiated this. Jacob right? was scared in the dark by himself. He was the last person. He didn't go first. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm. He didn't go first to be like Esau. Your beef is with me. Exactly. Leave everybody alone. Yeah, Let's he, deal with this. Yeah, he was off of that. He sent everybody ahead of him and he stayed behind. Let me see what happens. That's the position that he's in right now. And he's alone and he's in the dark. And it says a man, right? Obviously, he didn't realize what was happening at first. He's thinking he's wrestling a man. Mm-hmm. He, he can't even see who it is. He's just in this conflict that's going to last all night or almost all night right now. But I don't think that was the I don't think that was the whole match. I think at a certain point he realized that this was God and he wanted to get blessed. Mm. I think maybe in, in in the initiation I think he was at a point he was at a very dark place. I think he was at so a bad place. What point you think that was? I think somewhere in in, in the point of the mm. match where it's like nah dog this is God. And he, because if you read it, the way it says, it says, when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, mm-hmm. he touched his hip socket and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with the man, with him. Then he said, let me go for the day has broken. So how do you perceive that? I, I perceive that Jacob, again, he's in his will. Like in the beginning, this yo dog, I'm just wrestling with this man. I don't know who this man is. I'm going at it. I'm going at it. We're going at it because God is initiating it. So I'm going at it. I'm going at it. But at a certain point, as you read on, it says, let me go for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what that, was, is your... that was after his, his hip got dislocated. Right. But it says Jacob didn't let him go. Jacob was still fighting. It mm. says, yo, after he broke his hip, you got to say, God is like the dog. I just broke your hip. But Jacob, there's a realization uh, where yeah. Jacob is like, dog, you're not a regular man, dog. This is God that I'm wrestling with. And I'm not going to let you go. And I think God respected that. Because even at the point where it says God saw that he wasn't going to prevail against Jacob. Like, yo, dog, you're not letting me go. All right, I'm going to break your hip. You should let me go after that. And I think Jacob was like, nah, B, this is God. And right. I think at that moment, boom. You don't, think he, right. you don't think he knew um, he was wrestling with God? I don't think through the whole night, no. I think in the beginning it was just... Dog, you just probably in the from the very beginning when God initiates the big, you probably mm. were scared. You don't know what's going on, but I think, like you said, after God broke his hip and he realized, like, yo, dog, there's there's something here where he would, and it says he would not let God go yeah. unless you bless me. I think it's a realization. No, well, I was gonna say in terms of in um, that we're seeing this 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 wrestling match and this whole wrestling match is um, God coming before Jacob is like yo your will this is the problem is that you always want to do it your way right it's constantly your way you know um so I'm gonna wrestle with you I'm gonna break that will yeah I gotta totally demolish it and 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 break it in half in order for me to use you what I have for you what I've prepared for you the only way it could be done in order for this promise to come through is if you're totally broken yeah so that was so we all we already understood. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah I, we, I agree we, with yeah, that. We totally, I, we totally understand. Yeah, that, and I think right? after his hip was broken, yeah. it comes to the realization that I, yeah, because he right. says it. He's like, "You'll be. I'm not gonna let you go till you bless me." Yeah, and, and he I didn't think want it's that. at yeah. that point, right? Because even as we go on, he says, "I can't face to face." What you think? I mean, I'm gonna have to disagree with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the part where I I think he probably knew immediately who the dude was. I mean, mm, yeah. some random dude coming in the, in the middle of the night, yeah. just wrestling. Where you just so why I would just, he ask I him his think, name? Well, he needed to ask him his name. Oh, okay, I mean be, because he asked. For, well, God asked him his name first, right? And I think that whole exchange was basic. That was the blessing. 
because his name was Jacob, which means what? Like usurper, just, you know, somebody, it, it, there wasn't a lot that came with a lot of good things attached to his name. So that the blessing was changing who he was and the his character changing his name to Israel now, mm. which was complete. Now, he's no longer a usurper. You know what I mean? He's no longer the heel snatcher. You know, so I think that was the blessing, right. but... I I honest I don't know. Uh, the Bible doesn't say if he knew from the beginning who he was, but in just from my human thinking, I'm like, why would he fight this a human for so long? You know, I think he wanted that blessing that Mike was saying, but I I just think he knew it was God, which is what what kept him fighting the whole night. Right. And then he knew the fight was about to end because God wasn't playing anymore, and he sm- he, he dislocated his hip socket. And then at the, even with that, he still held on. And I was telling um, Ralph earlier, it's like as as a Christian, we all come to that moment with God where we're wrestling him and we don't want to give up something in our life. Um, and, and we are just as stubborn as Jacob sometimes. And sometimes it gets to the point where God doesn't have to cause us to be um, physically you know, harmed to get that blessing. But um, it depends on on how obedient we are in that in that in that struggling that match and i just i just jacob i love this this whole wrestling because it it, it makes me think what am i wrestling with god that i don't want to give up you know what i mean and i just think it's beautiful god's mercy here that he could have smashed him he could have destroyed him but he allowed him to think that he was still in the fight Mm -hmm. (laughs) when he had no power whatsoever and even as christians sometimes we think we we have more authority than we really do, you know, in our lives. So I I see it like this, right? And I gotta include all the information that we have in the life of Jacob. Um, I don't believe he knew. I don't believe he thought he was wrestling with God because of how the scriptures label it a man. Mm-hmm. It could have easily said the angel of the Lord, but it says a man. So initially, Jacob thought it was a man. Mm-hmm. Right, and we're seeing his strength. We're seeing this quality that's been carrying Jacob throughout his whole life being exhibited, mm-hmm. right? And we're seeing God intervening in Jacob's life, like He intervenes in all our, of our lives. And it might be a situation where it's ambiguous. It might be a situation where it's dark. It might be a situation where you're going through a hard time, but God is there, right? And the way he's going to interact with you, he's not going to completely overtake your life. He's going to meet you at that level. That's why he's wrestling with them all. Like, come on, this is God. So you're telling me Jacob was strong. I don't think that's the point of the story. The point of the story is like, God is like, listen, I'm going to meet you at your level, but I'm not going to intervene in your life in a way where I overtake it because there's something that has to happen in you, right? And then while you're wrestling, right, we're thinking about wrestling, if a wrestler loses his hip, you have no leverage. Mm -hmm. Your whole strength is gone, Mm -hmm. right? So that's what he did. He was like, now your strength is gone. Mm -hmm. What you was doing all night, your power, I just took it away. Right. But now you seeing I see Jacob shifting from his natural strength to his prayer strength. Mm. That's what he's now I'm just clinging on. Right, now right. I'm clinging on to God. Right. And now I'm call, asking his calling on his name. What is your name? I don't think he realized it until he he said, Why are you asking my name? Which is him saying, 
like when you go into the translation, what he's saying, like, you don't know who I am? Right. That's right. what he's saying. Yeah. And I think that's when Jacob realized it. What was happening and who it was. Because mm-hmm. later on he said, yo. Exactly. I t- and, 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 and he's like, yo, dog, yo, all right, it's, the sun is about to come up. You can't see me. Because I believe this was pitch black. Mm-hmm. There was no street lights. Mm-hmm. This guy probably came with the chokehold from I, behind. I agree. There was and nobody with an iPhone recording it. No <laughs> iPhones. Yeah. Everybody be like no this iPhone. So nah, he kind of said, like, yo, let me go because the sun is coming up. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see me, right? right? So you get this ambiguous situation. And listen, man, in our lives, we could be in a situation where it's dark, but God is there, mm-hmm. right? And that whole situation is to break your will. It's right. to break your strength. Yeah, right. So now you could start clinging on. Because, fam, your hip is broken. There's no, This match has been over. Right. But now you're seeing this guy's prayer. He's dependent on clinging on to God through prayer. Right. No, I right? think yeah, that's when yeah. his faith kicked right. in. Like I right. said, there's a, yeah. in the beginning, it's a wrestling. Like it's right. a back and forth. But when he got broken, that's when his faith kicked in and he understood like you said, my strength is gone. This right. is, this wasn't a regular man I was facing, right. and he understood. And he when he understood it was God, he clinged on, and he was like, "Your dog, bless me." That's right. why I'm like, "Dog." It was a certain moment, right? Where you know, because he can't rely on my strength. I, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. see. It says he saw that he did not prevail against him. He touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Right. So he was still wrestling with the dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, but, right. but think about a wrestler that can't move his hip. Right. Your that, whole leverage that, that is gone. That means nothing, yeah. to, yeah. though. He still, it says he's still wrestling. Right. right. But it's like he was he's just holding. He, you're just clinging. holding on. He's you have no on. strength. Yeah. You're yeah. clinging on. Uh, I don't know. And I think that's but, when he was broken. Because there's, there's physically, yeah. Yeah, there's I, no I, way. He was literally broken. <laughs> but physically, Almost. there's no way you could wrestle. Yeah. But I think with your upper body. Why not? No, but listen. He was holding on to him. Regardless, even if he was, I think his will, his will is broken at that time. Like, dog, you're wrestling with a man the whole night. You're wrestling with a man the whole night. Because the scripture says when God realized he wasn't going to prevail against it, like, dog, you're not giving up. Yeah. You're not going to give up no matter how much I... Because you know why? Because you're always going to hold on to your strength. strength. Right. Right. So that's why he's like, he broke him. And when he broke him, I think that's when Jacob, you know what I'm saying? At that point, Jacob realized, like, dog, I'm not wrestling, I'm not wrestling a regular man. Your will is broken. He realized it's God, and that's when he gets asked to get blessed. Yeah. And that's the only reason I said that it's this change with Jacob at that moment. Like that yeah. moment is when the faith kicked in. Because yeah. dog, you're broken. Like you said, right. your hip is broken, dog. I, I have no leverage. I can't. But you're like, dog, you <laughs> oh, this is God, God, and you yeah. just did this to me? Yeah. So the, I'm done. So, so real, I, real quick. And I want to be blessed. The man asked him, what's your name? That's what I was just about to. Go ahead, bro. No, because that's one of the biggest things. Because like we, so we know for, as we continue through the rest of the scripture, we know that this is God he's wrestling with. So we know that God knows his name. And he specifically asked him because the last time when they asked him, who are you? When he, he lied to his father, right? He told his father, this, I'm Esau, your firstborn. So this time, specifically, God is asking, what is your name? Because mm-hmm. you, him repeating his name, he is acknowledging who he is. Right. He is acknowledging that, yo, I'm, I'm a, a hill deceiver. Catcher. I'm a hill catcher. <laughs> I'm a usurper. Right. I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm crooked. I'm a conniver. I'm a mm-hmm. shyster. I'm a supplanter. And this is the thing that each and every one of us, when we wrestle God, like, Every one of us have this moment when we're alone with God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the first and foremost thing that you have to do is acknowledge who you are. Right. Acknowledge 
and see that you are all of us. We're all liars, right thieves, perverts, mm-hmm. fornicators, alcoholics, manipulators. Manipulators. Yep. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> we were all these things. And until you can acknowledge who you are and that you're basing everything on that, there's the only time you can be broken and actually serve God. So to allow God to change that character. So he's like, this is who you are. Let me change you. Yeah, so we're we seeing him confessing, him owning up uh, to his past, his admission of his guilt, right? You know, linked to what he did before, all those things, right? And I think it was, and I think it's, you believe, I believe it was a near-death experience. What? Yeah. Why do you say that? Up to your dog. Like, it's, he says... For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. I believe you'll be this wrestling match, that uh, coming to the end of his will and coming to the end of himself. Like, dog, I believe that this this wasn't no regular tussle. This tussle went through the whole night, and your hip got broken. I believe there was moments where he's like, yo, B, this is real, B. I don't believe it was like a little play fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to play fight. Nah, dog. So, no, it was, it was a wrestling it, match. Yeah, uh, B. Um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's starting to click, especially when this man asked him his name. Right. And he had to, He's feeling it, too. You're feeling the presence of God. Yeah. And then he says, tell me your name, I pray. Yeah. And then the man says, you don't know who you're dealing with? Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's when everything fully clicked. And the man was out, gone. He probably dis- he probably hit him with the night crawler, just disappeared on him. <laughs> and that's how he prevailed. He prevailed the wrestling match through submission, man. So in in verse thirty, so Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank, which is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip and the muscle that shrank. So, you know, giving him the new yeah. name is, is imparting new life, right? He's, he, he has this, this, uh, this start, right? You're no longer this person. You're, right. You're a new person. You know, a character change. And Jacob should... And it wasn't magic, mm. right? Jacob, this experience is supposed to change you. Right. And in the life of a Christian, experiences with God is supposed to change you, right? You get a mark, you get a new name, you get a new character. Now you're supposed to live in that because mm-hmm. this new life is being imparted to you. Right. Um, but, you know, Jacob, he prevailed in prayer. Mm. And then we get a picture of him, right? It, it gives you this scene like a movie ending where the sun is coming up, right? Mm. This this whole scene started in darkness and and fear in the night, but it ended with hope of the morning mm. as Israel. And he's walk he he's a man that's gonna live the rest of his life not having the strength that he had before to do these things. Mm. So now he has to depend on prayer. And we got a picture of that with the longest prayer in Genesis mm. coming from this guy that never that wasn't his life like right. I'm not a dude that prays I just work I make mm. it happen so you know we just see that excellent that beautiful picture and also prevailed in faith and submission like dog he had to submit you know like when he got broken and he realized like dog I'm done 
Like, though he had to submit, like to see to see him still holding on to God because he could have let go. He could have been like, all right, yo, dog, you broke me. All right, man, but I ain't giving up who I am. Though he had to humble himself and he had to submit to who God was, right. you know, and I see that like, you know, like Ralph broke it down and you even broke it down. Like, dog, there's a point where you got to submit, you know, God is going to wrestle with you and God is going to even break your hip. But are you going to give up? Are you going to let God go? Are you going to be like, oh, you know, God broke my hip. I ain't with it. I, this is, you see, this is why I don't follow God. Mm-hmm. Or are you going to be like, nah, I get it, you know? And you got to understand what he, the way he approached God, it was like, after all of that, he was like, yo, God bless me. Mm-hmm. He understood who God was about. It was like, nah, this ain't a negative. Like, nah, dog, bless me. I know who I'm face to face with. Mm-hmm. Like, dog, this is a blessing for me. Right. This ain't, like you said, this ain't to, to hurt me or to break me. You know, I mean, it is to break me, but to finish me, but it's to make me more like him. You know, Jacob understood that. That's right. why he asked for the blessing. And I think that's, that's so point. important that, right. that he didn't let him go because he was like, you'll be bless me. Because there's moments, like you said, in prayer where I'm broken, but I'm like, yo, Lord, I know who you are. Bless me. Like you're a good God. You're breaking me right now, but I know who you are. I know why you're doing it. Everything you do is good. Yo, bless me. Bless me. Give me the strength. Help me get through it. Why you're breaking me? Bless me. You know, and I see that with Jacob. So, you know, I see the same thing like with Abraham. It was that moment of faith with Isaac, you know, about to um, put the knife into him. You know, Jacob, this is his moment, you know, where He's being broken and it's like his faith is being tested. As I, that's why I said, I'm like, your dog, God broke your hip and you were still hold, holding mm-hmm. on to be blessed. Dog, your faith is there. You understand yeah. who God is. That's right. why he's like, I've seen God face to face and I've right. survived, right. you know? And so what moment would you say was for Isaac? Like I see it with Abraham. I see it with Jacob. I see something with Isaac, but I want, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys questions. I will ask you guys the question. Cause it's funny to me, cause I was cause I, I was mean, wrestling with this all week. <laughs> for what Isaac, I'd probably yeah. have to say when he saw that the Lord provided the lamb, when he was on the mountain. Mm. What'd you think? I think with Isaac is probably when he saw um, Jacob being blessed after he'd been tricked. I agree. What you think? You think that too? Break that down. Like. Like that moment of coming to faith of who God is, and oh no, yeah. Well, you think with Isaac? I think Isaac started good, and then he he faded. No, I agree with Ralph. I think that moment you see the way we where yeah. he's like who? <laughs> where <we're just> like, <laughs> That's where he, no. I'm 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 a I'm a break it. I believe that Isaac, because Isaac's role was to pass on. The, the 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 blessing. Pass on the lineage. You're supposed to go from Abraham. You're supposed to go from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. I believe Isaac wanted to bless Esau. That whole chapter that we've read about him. Yo, you yeah. know what? I know how it's supposed to go. I know it's supposed to go to Jacob. But you know what? I love Esau. And I'm going to do it my way. Right. And I think when he got tricked... And when he realized, like, dog, when 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 Esau walked in and he, he said, shook. who? And he shook. I believe that moment, Isaac was like, yo, B, I can't out-trick God. God's way is going to get done. Like, God is who he says he is. He's not a liar. And I believe in this God. I believe at you, that moment. 
So you're saying that was the life-changing moment for yeah, Isaac? Yeah, I think, I think, I, I believe that was the moment where he realized God is who he says he is. Like this moment of being face-to-face with God, like how Abraham was face-to-face with God on that mountain, Jacob was face-to-face with God here. I believe that moment where he realized, I try to do it my way, and God still got mm. his way done. Yeah. I believe that. No, yeah. you know, you know, I agree with Mike, because the things that we see how, you know, Abraham was walking with God, but he did a whole lot of, you know, flumbers. He tripped and fell, and you know, mm. when he went to Egypt and did it. But he reached that moment, and um, he fully changed, right? Right. And then we we see that with um with Jacob. Jacob, like when he met him at Bethel, mm. right? So he had this relationship with him, right? But it wasn't that complete obedience, yeah. You know, so he wasn't fully submitted. So I think that's the same thing with Isaac. He went on that mountaintop. Yeah, he had this relationship, right. but he wasn't fully submitted. Right. That full, complete submission, complete obedience, I think, happened then. So I, I think see, that's I, where, I see it different. Right. I see mm-hmm. Abraham and Jacob with this progressive faith. Isaac was regressive. No. We got introduced to Isaac praying 20 years for his wife, dog. Like, come on. Yeah, but it's the yeah. same thing with Jacob. Jacob had all these moments, but there was this life-defining moment right. that, that changed That was towards them. the end of his life. We're right. seeing, we're seeing it. Prog- same thing with Abraham. We're seeing it progress, where they go up, right, and f- going from like the natural, going up, right. Let's say if it's getting more spiritually and closer to God, going up. Isaac, I see he started up here, even from his experience as but a young kid. We don't get a lot of information about it, but the information we do get, we see a man praying for twenty years. That's not light, and the fact that they put it there, I'm like, yo, and then. As his life progresses, he goes down, no. and it mm. ends with him in a bad decision going down. It doesn't yeah. give any inclination about everything else. Like, your dog, you knew, but because of your appetite, you and that's ended, why, ended wrong. And mm. that's why I say that was life-changing, because I'm going to show you something. Because from the chapter before to even that chapter, we went in on Isaac mm-hmm. about how your dog, you was going to do what you was going to do because you loved Esau. Mm-hmm. You was straight, you was going to be like, oh, I'm going to do my own thing. Even though you was a man of prayer, even though you prayed for your wife, even though you had that moment on the mountain, you had these moments because Abraham but had this, those this moments. This was towards the end of his life while he was getting old and blind. I mean, Abraham had the same thing. What do you mean? How? At the end of his life. That was when that moment he, happened. He, but he progressed. As, right, right as, because as we his, have that info. Right. But we got the info for Isaac too. The end of his life was bad. It no, ended but, bad. Right, but we don't have those 20 years. We don't know if he was progressing. Here, Isaac's story starts. I'm not even going to include the sacrifice part, right? Because I'm going to attribute that to Abraham. Because that was Abraham's test. Right, right, right. right, right. So I'm going to exclude Isaac. It starts with him praying for his wife for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It ends with him realizing, damn, I messed up. That's, that's his story. We don't get a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I agree. We don't. But that's how it starts. That's how it ends. Okay. No Abraham, it starts with, yo, the Lord talked to you. Take a walk of faith. But then he, it, it gets better the same. So that, like if it's, if it's a graph, I see Jacob and Abraham's story. The graph goes up, right? Gaining. I see Isaac, like he started this son of promise. This, and then he goes into, we're introduced with him being a man of prayer. Mm-hmm. And then we we leave him being a you man see, of 
appetite. No, yeah, but the thing is that Mike is not saying that we're um, like uh, graphing a progression of faith or right. you know, he's. I think he's pinpointing like a, there's a, a moment. Mo- there's a moment. Yeah, but there's a pivotal because we don't get anything everyone. after that. That's, yeah, that's why I'm like, saying. no, I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it to you. Saying. Hebrews, Hebrews eleven, and yeah. this is why I say yeah. that. Right. It says Hebrews eleven and where is it? Uh, 20 it It says by faith Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau Mm -hmm. like I think like because I think his role was just to pass on the blessing like I don't think I don't like you see how we get these full story with Abraham and we get these full life of Jacob Mm -hmm. I don't think that was Isaac's role in being the patriarch I think his role was simply to pass on the blessing. Pass on the blessing that you got from Abraham and pass it on to Jacob. And that's why we get the story of you trying to do your own thing in the passing on on the blessing. That's why that is the main meat of you. You understand what I'm saying? I think that's the main meat of you passing on the blessing from Abraham to Jacob. And you did it by faith. Like you, that was your role. Your role was to pass this blessing on, but the way you tried to do it you wanted to do your own thing. Right. And I think by you getting tricked, that was God's way of showing you like, dog, I'm in control. I'm sovereign. I am the mm. God of Abraham. I am your God too. Mm. You know, like I'm in control of this, this blessing being passed on. That's mm. why I, when I thought about it again and I was like, yo, it was so weird when you was like, who? <laughs> and, and I thought about that. He was shook. Like, he was like, yo, dog, I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to do it in my will. I'm going to do it with my, yeah, I'm smarter than God. You know what? I know what the I know what the promise is, but I'm going to do it my way. And when you got tricked, B, dog, it broke you. It broke you as the person who you was. Because the whole time for you to be passed, the whole time you wanted to pass that blessing on, like you said, it was for your flesh because you wanted the meat, B. But to see that, 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 that point, like, yo, dog, when you realize your dog, God intervened and you got tricked. I think it broke him at that point. I think it broke Isaac because Isaac is in the hall of faith. So and, nah, Isaac, and Isaac, and it tells you Isaac's faith was passing on the blessing. All of it was faith because you had to buy in no, no, to no. the vision. But here, here, here what it is. All the other examples change these men for the better. So why wouldn't you think that changed? Because there's no information. That's how his story ends. His okay. story ends with him just messing up and we don't get anything after that. No problem. You understand what I'm saying? But his story starts really well. No, yeah. No, I understand understand perfectly what you're saying, but I was like, I need more. Okay, no problem. I I, I, see what you're saying. You understand what I'm saying? Because it it abruptly ends. No, no, I agree. agree. But when we started the story, we was like, yo, I can't even imagine that. 20 minutes. No, I agree. 20 years. Mm -hmm. That's how we start with Isaac. Yeah, no, and even yeah. the even him getting his bride was a a type of picture, yeah. right? It's this beautiful picture, but then we see the marriage, you know, yeah. dislocated. It's it's just weird. So, yeah. but anyway, no, no, let's, I get it. Let's, uh, I, I, I see what you're saying. But so go, let me let me ask you another real quick. Do you see this as a type of us and the father, like Abraham, being a type of the father? Isaac being a type of Christ and we being a type of Jacob. Yes. Like how the promise goes from Abraham and it goes from Isaac and it goes to Jacob. We're blessed. We're part of this, like this whole thing. Like this is all a typology. Do you see that? 
yeah i kind of see that yeah in terms of but like what's the, yeah no in terms of like seeing the whole uh the trajectory of jacob's life in terms of right. like the the struggle right you know it's like you've seen this battle like in fact just the whole point where he says like uh at the end it says jacob's hip and the muscle had shrank like the way them explained that it shrank it wasn't totally disappeared like his hip dislocated but it shrank but it's still present mm. so it's a picture of like the flesh is still there right you know what i'm saying and this like you when we go into romans 7 there's this constant struggle that we have as being born again christians yeah. we will battle the flesh there's gonna be moments where you're gonna be in the flesh there's gonna be moments where we're gonna be walking in the spirit and this constant tug of war that we play and this is what we see jacob's life a constant tug right. of war between right. the flesh and the spirit yeah that's what i saw i saw like jacob's life looking more like i i relate so much yeah because i was a thief i was a conniver you know i stole from my brother you know and i i understood that that's why i was like yo when i saw it i was like and i and i see just with isaac you know isaac being this type of christ and then abraham being the type of the father and then i was like okay us being the type of jacob and we playing this part of this family like this was a typology of just god god the father god the son and just us you know being part of the family I'll let you get away with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds good, but yo, baby, I've been working on that. <laughs> so what, what happened to the Holy Spirit, though? The Holy Spirit was Eliezer. Eliezer. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on that all week, baby. You, you gonna let me go? Just it, pray. Just pray it out. Just no, pray no, no, it out. I, I, I see. I see the. I see the. Jing- yeah, I guess. Just I pray guess. it out, baby. Just yeah, knock it. it out, man. Uh, Father God, we just thank you again for allowing us to go through your word, Lord, allowing us to see you, Lord, just as Jacob uh, saw you face to face, God, we, we're, um, you've given us your Holy Spirit, Lord, your Holy Spirit is inside of us, Lord, we, um, we're closer to you now than ever before, than even Jacob was, so Lord, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, we can't wait to just see you face to face in the kingdom, um, where we'll be in heaven with you lord there'll be no more barriers there'll be no more tug of wars there'll be no more wrestling lord we're just gonna be with you and um lord so again we thank you for your word lord that just uh, leads us to all truth lord so we pray for anyone listening um lord that um something gets revealed to them lord if they're in a place a dark place right now wrestling with you mm-hmm. father god that they would just um give up lord that they wouldn't even have to get to the point of their hip being broken, Lord, that they just ask for you to bless them, Lord, because we know that you're a good God, Lord, and you want to protect, provide, and you want to bless us, Lord. So again, we thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.